I'm Vince. I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Hello, Travis. How you doing today? Hey, Vinny. How you doing? Oh, I like that. That's saucy. It's a saucy intro. Hey! <laughs> so, uh... You're doing good, right? I guess that, that, that's I, the I, answer. You didn't actually answer the question. Yeah, I'm I guess I good. didn't either, but I'm fine. Whatever. It's it's close enough. Look, we pretty much spend all our time on this podcast not wow. answering questions. So I think yeah. that's quite in line with expectations. Doing, yeah, doing the opposite of what we promised to do, I suppose. But yeah, whatever. pretty much. But we've been doing this podcast for a few weeks, and I still can't tell if anyone's listening. So I don't know. It'd be cool if you know the three other people, all you listeners out there, those three guys. Um, if you guys would like rate and review it on the on the iTunes app, that'd be great. Just so we know what what you what you think and what you like, what you don't like about what we're doing, we can change things if you don't like it, or or we probably won't. But we like to hear about it in the first place. So exactly, cool. yeah. So we know what we're doing wrong that we can promptly ignore. I think is right. what you're saying. Yeah. So rate and review it. Whatever. That that'd yeah. be cool. Or don't. Whatever. I don't really care that much. <laughs> Honestly, mean, it's fine either way. I agree. I uh, I just like having cool. this conversation. It's pretty much what we would the kind of stuff we talk about anyways. So there you go. Uh, speaking of talking about stuff, we yes. uh, we randomly rolled a thing. What was the thing and stuff? Well, the thing today, and also the stuff, is intelligence in RPGs. And uh, mm. I'm excited about this one, and I know you looked at me when I told you this, and you said, I have no idea what you mean or what you're talking Dude, about. Dude, I still, I still, I sort of know. This. Yeah, I sort of know what you're talking about. Sort of. Kind of. I sort of kind of know what you're talking about. But, but it's really... It was like a, it was like an ominous line on the random table. Intelligence in an RPG, and I'm just like, I don't know what that means. I, I don't, are the RPGs coming to life and they're smart now and they're they're going to eventually take over the human race? What's going on? Correct. I'm talking about Skynet. Yes, that is exactly what this is all about. It's, it's a lot slower because it's it's mostly in PDF format, and uh, <laughs> they haven't updated their Adobe Acrobat Reader, I guess. Exactly. No, here's what I mean by it. Okay, so this is something I, I I wrote this one down because it's always been a stickler for me. So maybe maybe I'll kick this one off and kind of level set here. Okay, I've always had an interesting time with the concept of intelligence as a stat in an RPG. Now, I I think that there's also a game design angle on this, which is how do you as a game designer allow your players to deploy intelligence? Okay to represent intelligent characters. But but we'll come back to that, okay? Let's okay, start so off. That's, that's, the, that's the next topic after the primary, I guess? What, Correct, so what's the yeah. primary? This splits into two things. So the first thing is you as an intelligent character, right? How do you play an intelligent character in an RPG? Because here's the thing. I, I consider myself of, of average intelligence, but... I can certainly generate a character in most games that have some kind of intelligence stat higher than I think my own intelligence to be, or or whatever. Right, some in some way with mental abilities greater than you you can achieve in the real world. Correct. So your your Reed Richards, you know, kind of Mister Fantastic level of intelligence. Right. Exactly, and that that's exactly. Or the even uh, on a smaller scale, you know, Sherlock Holmes, that kind of thing. You know. Sure. Yes, and that's exactly the point. No matter how smart you are, I don't care if you, listener, consider yourself the most brilliant human being that has walked upon the face of the earth or something, you know. The reality is there are games where you can generate someone smarter than that, right? 
because mm -hmm. a lot of these games you can make people that are just legendarily un unrealistically smart just this super right, genius your average dungeons and dragons wizard right exactly who's you know the old the old adage in D D was that every uh every like intelligence point equaled 10 iq right so like so, for example, which of course yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> Most people are walking around 180. Holy crap! Yeah, so that would mean your wizard has a 180 IQ, which I'm sure if you know what I like, how IQ works, you know that that's that's pretty insane. Like that's, that's really high. Yeah, it's yes, very that high. That is a heck of an IQ. And then never mind the fact that as as you level or something, right, you're gonna get up into like 20, 21. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure that was in an early edition is where that was referenced though, and that slowly dwindled away and maybe got absorbed improperly into like rifts or sure GURPS, you know gay other games um that weren't weren't as picky about their rules i'm gonna say i'm gonna say they weren't as picky about their rules that's a fair way to put it but my point is so you're playing this character they're a super genius right they're, let's just say they're very very intelligent how do you actually represent that in the game like when you're playing a very strong character yeah or a very tough yeah. character or something um you can very easily represent that through the rules that the game manifests, because that stuff most likely comes out in combat, right? right yeah, or, yeah. You, you, or you, you, you know, you lift portcullises, exactly. And, you know, yes. break break down walls with your bare fists, whatever. Yep, you're or survive really a really crazy disease, or you're yeah. able to dance through a laser circuit, right? Like, and if you're highly dexterous, like whatever the thing is, yeah. Um, and even some to a degree, you think of a stat like something like charisma, right? Even if you're not a charismatic person, most games have a lot of ways to deploy charisma through roles or stuff like that, right? Where you can... Right, because most people aren't as charismatic as their characters could be, you right. know? So... Yes. So you can be very charming through dice. But even taking into account things like sort of, you know, games tend to represent IQ or intelligence or whatever... Through thing, which by the way, we're just going to lump all that in together and not have a big discussion about like emotional intelligence versus blah blah yeah. blah. We're just whatever. Okay, it's just intelligence for the for the purposes of our discussion. Right, it's intelligence, it's IQ, it's intellect, it's it's brain power. Yes, like most of the time that gets represented through like knowledge skills, right, or something like that, where like you know a fair yeah, it's amount. It's mostly a skilled kind of deal. You know, you you know about history, you know about computers, you know, yeah, you, know, you know, whatever. Yes, yes. knowledge skills. But but that's um, hardly right. a fair representation, right? Because the it's reality not because is... it's not critical thinking. It's not it's exactly. not um, it's not solving solving puddles puzzle puddles <laughs> riddles and puzzles things like that, um, which are generally expected to be solved by the players themselves in their intelligence, like their own actual real life intelligence, which is interesting right. because we force you know many games uh, many I would say GMs would would expect that out of their players. They would expect their players to look. To, if I'm facing a riddle, I expect you to try and come up with the answer to that riddle, right? Yeah, it's not, a funny not expectation. Yeah, I agree. It's just but that's it's wrong, a right? really weird expectation, right? Like, hey, I know you're playing a character that has a that, that's basically hyper intelligent, right? But instead, I, instead of letting you deploy that, like when the strong guy shows up, I don't make him like. I don't. I don't make <laughs> lift him weights a, or whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Lift weights at the table to prove how hard he can hit the orc. I just let him roll a die. But when the smarty smart pants puzzle comes up, suddenly we're all in like, well, we've actually got to solve this ourselves mode. Right. So part of this problem is on is is a a game master problem as opposed to a player problem because the player is just trying to play their character, right? Um, 
the GM needs to be aware of these situations and be more, more keenly aware of them and try to at least make the situation more of a, of a viable test of the character's abilities as opposed to the player's abilities, right? Okay. So have, you know, if you're going to have riddles, you should, you should have hints to those riddles that, you would, that, that would make sense for a, a highly intelligent character to pick up on, like just figure out through whatever their, their knowledge ability is, whatever their intelligence is, right? Right. So hints that only that player would know. So that gives him something he can bring to the table through his stats, okay? So making that stat important, giving that stat weight right. outside of whatever mechanical benefit it has. Yep. Um, this, and the same would go for, you know, other puzzles and mazes, things like that. Um, other, other common mental tests that show up very frequently especially in, say, like fantasy literature and things like that. I'm not honing on fantasy specifically because it's, uh, uh, it's a little more muddled when you start getting, getting into other, other genres, right? Because then you start talking about things that are more commonly tested for. So, so like, you know, figuring out a computer, you don't expect a player to sit down in front of a computer system or something and figure it out. You just roll some dice, right? So this right. seems like a problem more, more suited to a fantasy setting. Um, I agree to to a point. I, I think it's certainly something that could show up in in uh, in any setting. Although I'll agree with you that that the here here's I think ultimately maybe what the issue is. Maybe this is what it is. In a more brutal fantasy type world, right? The value that intelligence pays out in sort of real in in your in sort of real day to day life is perhaps lower. Right, yes. because brute strength, toughness, all these things matter in a modern sort of setting, right? Where you've got guns and magic and or or spaceships or whatever the thing may be, right? Um, where you're hacking computers and stuff like this, smarts often pays way more than uh, than, than physical strength, right? So yes. I, I had mentioned I was playing Mech Warrior recently. This is a great example of that, right? Like the physical stats in Mech Warrior are the dump stats, because duh, you're in a big giant robot. Like your ability to right, it's all about dexterity and intelligence. Exactly, your ability to read the battlefield situation combined with your natural speed at the controls makes you the best pilot, right? Um, and, and so you know, one of the interesting mechanics in that game is that everything runs around basically your 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 sort of intuition, your intelligence. That's like. That it that stat costs twice as much as every other stat in the game because it's that important. And does but does it play a major role outside of say the the mech combat? Yes, it does absolutely. Or is it just functioning as another strength? It's functioning as the most important skill because it touches the most or the most important stat. I'm sorry because it touches the most other skills and other checks and saves and everything. You know right, so I'm it's saying? really like, permeating the whole system. Yes, it just cascades out in a way that the other right. stats do not. And so basically that which leads kind of into my second point, um, which is I think as a game designer, you have to you have to think about how do you want intelligence to matter in your game, right? And make sure that you design your rules accordingly. So if you are in some kind of future setting where intelligence should matter, then don't design your game so the brute strength guys walk around all the time and punch their way to victory and the smarty pants even in this hyper future setting full of computers and everything basically have nothing to do right incentivize your players to be smarter 
that kind of thing. Uh, yes, and I, I would I would strengthen that with with you should incentivize players to have multiple ways to achieve goals and not feel like there's one specific path that they need to follow to be the most optimal character right. they can be. Um, so it would be more about about keeping a balance and keeping intelligence within that scale, right? To, to keep yes. keep the scales from tipping too far away from intelligence as a lot of fantasy games seem to for some reason. Um, yeah, I mean, so let's, that's what let's I would be say honest. The only thing intelligence is doing in most fantasy games, especially in like your sort of mainline D anD D, it's it, governing spells. It's, right? It's exactly. Just, it's being necessary for a wizard, right? Yeah. yeah, it's governing spells. Occasionally, there's some excess fluff, you know, like knowledge skills or uh, languages, things like that. But uh, usually, those things can be mechanically achieved other in other ways as well. Yep. So again, it softens that intelligence stat um, further. So let me deep dive on that for a moment, because I want to I want to talk about that for just a second. Why is that? Do you think that's just a trick of history with D and D? Like, do you think it's just that sort intelligence of a, equates to language and knowledge? Like, just languages and spellcasters, and has no real practical application in the game. I mean, when it comes right down to it, it doesn't, because as you said, classically puzzles were solved by the player's intelligence, not the character's intelligence. You don't generally like it's rare that you would just give a player an intelligence chance to remember something. I've seen DMs do it a couple times, right? But for the most part, like, if the party is expected to remember something, then you just sort of, well, if you didn't take the note, you don't remember, right? Like, I've seen GMs give people rules a few times, but it's not common. Yeah, yeah, I've deployed that. I, I've deployed that rule before. You know, yeah. just rolling, rolling for intelligence to, to remember something, things like that. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, it's it's on on me to come up with that, though. You know, the players aren't they don't feel empowered to say, I have high intelligence, let me roll to remember it. It's right. more along the lines of, well, I really need this story to start moving because we've been stagnant for a while. And they have missed a, a major clue that they found, they legitimately found X, X games ago. So I am going to deploy this rule. You, hey, roll intelligence check for me. You kind of yeah. remember this, right? So so it's unfortunate that players aren't empowered to do that themselves. Um, where, whereas the GM, you know, I as the GM have had to actually bring it up before. Um, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's it's kind of a much more rare circumstance. Yeah. Do you think it's just sort of an unfortunate trick of history? Like, is it just tradition well, that what makes is it a what thing the in D and D? The fact that we don't let intelligence play that way in D and D is that just sort of the weight of tradition, right? I don't know. I I feel like it's 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 embedded almost specifically in D and D and the games surrounding it, not in history itself, because history doesn't show strength only being the necessary thing to win. What we celebrate in movies and historical fiction and things like that are intelligent leaders and heroes, right? Sure, brilliance, yes. Alexander um, feats the of strength, not that interesting. It's, right. it, you know, in, 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 uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's just not that interesting, whereas the, some of those, char- those, those characters from our, from our history that you just spoke about Though they they were they were intelligent leaders and commanders. Yep, Alexander, who made Julius decisions. Caesar, you know, uh, on and on and on, right? Like Napoleon, probably not physically imposing, uh, but certainly quite a brilliant general, right? These kinds of right. people. And those are the kind of people we celebrate, and we celebrate inventors and and people who 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 can do do things with their mind. That's that's what's important to us now. Right. So no, I don't. I don't think history has done it. I, I I definitely feel like perhaps the history of gaming has has done this to us. I don't know how, but it did. 
Yeah, it, it really does feel just sort of like tradition in D&D that we've carried on with and not thought too deeply about, right? And and that's one of the reasons I really wanted to discuss this, because I really think sort of as a, as a designer, especially if you're designing in the fantasy space, think more deeply about intelligence and how it can play a role in your game and how you can reward people who want to solve problems with their brains, not just with the end of a, a sword, right? And, and yeah. give them ways to remember stuff, to solve situations, to interact with the world in a way that is actually rewarding and most importantly moves the narrative forward, right? And and it's no more, I think one of the, here's I think a thing, right? There's definitely this feeling amongst GMs that, well, if I let them roll for intelligence and remember something, I'm just giving it to them, right? Haven't yeah. you... You heard a GM yeah, say so that, so they don't they don't feel like they've earned you know the players haven't earned it or you know they didn't put the work into the game that right. you expected them to by taking like really specific notes on things and things of that nature. Yes. Yeah, it does. It, there is something. There's probably something in the back of the GM's head that says that that twitches and says that you know that kind yep. of thing. They didn't earn it. They you know um, that that makes it less valuable, right? It yes. makes it less valuable. Not necessarily that it, it it nullifies its purpose. It's just less valuable because of that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a problem. Um, so, and, he, and here's what I say to that: poppycock. Right. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's total, total garbage. Right. Because again, you let the fighter or whatever do everything with his strength or his dex to steal the thing, to leap through the laser bars, to do whatever, and you didn't say, "Oh, well, you didn't earn that." No, you just, you know, other than that time when I got up and had to show the GM how I was going to dive through the air and tackle four guys at once and actually did it there in the store where we were playing. I can't think of any time I've used my physicality to show what I was doing physically in the game, right? I describe it, I roll it, life goes on. Uh, but why am I? Why does intelligence have this different barrier? You're playing a smart character. Your character's smarter than you. He lived it. He was there. He, she lived it. He, she was there. He, she can roll to remember that stuff. The same as the fighter or anybody else gets to roll. That's what I say. Or, or whatever, you know, whatever the resolution mechanic in the game happens to be. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally with you. And and so that's for, for designers. Keep that in mind. Keep those kinds of things in mind and empower your GMs, right? Empower your GMs to, to do more with, with intelligence because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's there for a reason. Let's use it, right? Yes. Historically, it's, as you said, it's what's celebrated. It's what's hyper important. And there's an entire subclass of sort of players who really enjoy playing intelligent characters and wanting to solve things with their mind, even if they themselves aren't, you know, Sherlock Holmes in right. modern disguise. Like, you don't need to be brilliant to play a brilliant character, and you shouldn't yeah. have to be. Right. And, and so, uh, something, something else that, 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 that players um, who are listening might, might uh, fall into a lot is they, they, they tend to just play, they throw down the middle. They play their, their own intelligence almost always throughout a game, right? Now, now they, they still play a character. Charismatic, right. they try to play charismatic, or if they're not charismatic, you know, they, they, their character is all stinky and doesn't, doesn't take showers and, uh, you know, swears in, swears in a lot of mixed company and so forth, whatever. Whatever it takes to not be charismatic. They, right. They'll still do that, but they're still throwing, you know, pitching down the middle with their intelligence. So players, 
feel you know play your intelligence if if you have some if you're rolling for stats or perhaps you're you're playing a game where you you're putting stats in in yourself you're deciding them for yourself and you happen to have a really high intelligence feel free to play that you know when you're in social situations bring up a point of technology or history or the function of a complex machine to really highlight the intelligence of your character which could lead to you know all kinds of in character awkwardness or stares from other players um, and their characters, and that's all good. That's great stuff. That means you're getting a reaction for playing your character. That's excellent. So play your intelligence, even if that means you have a low intelligence, okay? Because really dumb is something that a lot of people don't play very well. If if you're playing a game, particularly those kinds that are the intelligence becomes a dump stat, um, that's that's where you could really shine with your role playing and intelligence because being dumb is fun. It really is. I agree. In it's, character, being dumb is great. It's it's some of the best experience I've ever had as a player. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean just be like, you know, Mongo or Lenny from Mice and Men or whatever, right? Where you can just destroy and punch everybody and be like, right. oh, I didn't know. That's not what it means, right? It's it's not a free license to act like an idiot. No. It's an exploration of, of a, a point of humanity. It's it's just as important as, as, as exploring in the high intelligence side of things. Yes, agreed. And I would say very, very challenging, right? Because, it can be. It, it, yeah. dep- it certainly depends on your group and your GM and what, what, what kind of environment they cultivate. Yeah. Um, but it can be extremely challenging. Yeah. All right, man. I don't know. I didn't have anything else to say about that. How do you feel about that? You feel like we covered it all? I mean, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's intelligence in a nutshell for designers and players and GMs. Um, the intelligence, awesome. <laughs> are are you going to end with the catchphrase? Uh, yeah, I I think uh, I think we're done. So we pretty much that's intelligence undesigned. Undesigned. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody.